0: We all get to that point where we feel like we know it all. Like, oh, I've, I've, I know it all now. And it's what you learn after that that, like, really counts. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune it into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we talking like you we know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on, let's begin episode number 146. Not sure if there's gonna be a 147, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today, have you ever wondered what happens when the judges get the score wrong and the coaches challenge too late? What actually happens when that happens? Well, it wouldn't be the Let's Talk to Your Podcast without me telling you a funny story about that exact scenario. And our new segment, Wisdom Walk, advice from coaches and parents who have been there and done that is quickly becoming one of my favorite segments that we do. And today's advice is from Coach Lauren McPhail, who emphasizes the need for coaches to continuously learn and grow. And do not miss our quote of the week from the book the War of Art and how it resonates with the challenges that you face in the all-star cheerleading world. All of that plus more. But before we get into that, if you are new, welcome to the show where we are bringing cheer, education, and entertainment to both coaches and parents alike and when we can, bridging the gap between the parents and the coaches. New episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcasts. Quick shout to Claire, who helps us stay on top of things on IG. Shout out to Jenny, who edits the pod. Shout out to my mother. Love you, mom. Shout out to Sheila, Robin, Chanel, Tamara, Pablo, representing for all the cheer dads out there. Our mate, Michelle, Mike, the lean, mean coaching machine. Shout out to Adam and Casey shout out to Melissa from the sweet miss bake shop. Check her out on IG Lauren Clark shout out to Bode. Say hi to me. It's my birthday Beal and our two newest supporters, Erica and Austin, Erica Austin truly means a lot to me that you would donate financially to the show. Again, everything donated goes towards making this a better show for your listening pleasure. And if you want to help support the show financially, there is a link in the show notes, to do so but if you're looking for the best free way to support the show the best free way is to share this podcast simply share it with another person who loves cheer just as much as you do i'm the cheer director at american cheer aksc.com sharing with you my life running a program managing a staff coaching the athletes and working with the parents and on the other side of the microphone is a cheer mom who represents all of you parent listeners out there and ask the questions that you guys have at home don't be less when you can be more be more what's good
1: just life i guess kids are back to school we are back from indie and i am definitely gonna enjoy this weekend at home because i got two weekends ahead of me out of town so trying to recuperate i have recuperated all week i've just kind of relaxed. But now is time to clean the house. So mom life.
0: There we go. Mom stuff. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, do you guys make it back from India? Right?
1: We made it back totally fine. You know, it's funny because Ryan was saying when we originally booked our flights, I told him, book whatever flight you want. Just don't fly me into Chicago or Denver. And I want an early morning, like early, early morning flight out on Monday. So he did totally fine. And then... Sunday when we were getting ready to leave, we were, you know, packing everything up. And he said, we really need to think about not flying so early the days that we leave places. And me personally, I would rather leave early and get home at a decent hour so then we can just like relax the rest of the day as opposed to like getting home, you know, landing in LAX at five o'clock and then driving Mm -hmm. two hours and then going to work the next day. So yeah. we our flight was supposed to leave at like 6:20 in the morning on Monday and it was delayed a little bit cuz they had to de-ice the plane and then they had to load everything. So we ended up taking off at like 7:05. We flew into uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So we got off of our plane in Charlotte and literally walked like four gates and started loading. So we, you know, had a very short connection flight and after everybody started getting delayed and, you know, flights canceled, I had told Ryan This is why we fly early in the morning because Mm -hmm. we didn't get canceled. If we would have flew later in the day, we would have got delayed or canceled. So, we got out great, sad for all of our parents and families and stuff that didn't get out and they got canceled, so...
0: Yeah, it, it was like that. We got delayed, but we ended up making... I didn't think we were going to make it home till the next day. So we left Monday. Our flight was delayed and we had a connecting flight in Dallas. And then... But both flights just kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. So we really thought we were going to miss our connecting flight in Dallas. But by time we landed in Dallas... Our flight still hadn't arrived yet, and we're like, "What? This is crazy!" Because the flight from Indianapolis got delayed so many times. Yeah, we made it. Ashley had already booked like new flights for the next morning and a hotel and rent of cars because we were going to fly into Fresno and then just drive home. Yeah, but we we made it back. We got there. Not all of our luggage. We missed a couple pieces. So shout out to the to Leslie Adams who uh, went and got our luggage for us because she flew into Fresno, and I was like, "Yo, Leslie." I think it's in Fresno. So she went and picked up the three pieces that didn't make it. Amongst staff, not the three pieces of mine and Ashley's luggage didn't make it. But yeah. So cool. How was Indy for you?
1: It was good. We stayed at the Hyatt, which is like three blocks down from the entrance of the convention center. We usually stay at like Marriott or Hilton. So I really liked it. It's kind of nice because they have a breakfast in the morning and it's not just like muffins and bagels you know it's like sausage Mm -hmm. bacon eggs toast oatmeal like all kinds of juices like a full-on breakfast so it was nice because we were able to just like go downstairs and have the girls eat breakfast it wasn't too much of a walk I mean they're blocks I don't feel like are very long so it was just like a five minute walk to the convention center the convention center is huge which is really nice because I feel like with that many people in there it needs to be big and I really Mm -hmm. would say that I liked about the convention center I liked all the signs that they had to be able to navigate where to go. Because I had watched your video and it just for me didn't make sense, I guess. Um, <laughs> sorry, no offense to you, but it just didn't make sense. But once you said, you know, what room we were in, it was like, okay, they had all the signs up above that was easy to navigate. And then I feel like for me, once you figured out where our team room was, And then you went to the hall, it was easy to find out afterwards, Mm -hmm. like where to go and everything. Lots of people there. And I think I'm really starting to get some pet peeves about people at competitions. (laughs) It's so sad. But, you know, like I think there were positives and there were negatives. I think there's definitely some things that they could improve on just from me as a parent standard. I really didn't like that they didn't have the screens on the sides Mm -hmm. to say what team was competing. And. In some halls, not all of them, they wouldn't say like who's on deck and who's in the hole. So you had to like, we would go, we were going from hall to hall because we were watching all the American teams and we'd get into the next hall and I'm like, oh God, I had to go all the way up to the front, wait till that team was done performing so I can hear what team was Mm -hmm. next, find it on the schedule and then be like, okay, we have five teams left or 10 teams or whatever the case is. So I didn't really like that. I feel like it was really hard to pay attention to the teams with without them saying like the on decks and the up next and the screens. That would have made it a lot easier for some parents, mm-hmm. I think. And then, you know me, I always have to judge people's parent pit lineups. And it was a hot mess, <laughs> like terrible. The competition was great. But for as huge of a competition as this is, I feel like that is something that you need is a good pit lineup and people working the pit. And on day one, I went into every hall and there was no one working the pit. And then day two, we went into Hall H Mm -hmm. first and there was people working the pit. I was like, oh, okay, they're making improvements today. And then we went to another pit or another hall and I'm like, there's nobody in here, seriously. So I think that was a big thing for me. We had teams that were like, you know, we were up next and the team that was after us was trying to be in front of us. And at one point I had told them like, hey, you're behind us. We're up next. No, we're not. I'm like, oh gosh, here (laughs) we go. So I kind of had to reel it in a little bit. So that was a really, truly a hot mess. Like that's something that probably should be under control. But other than that, like there was great seating. I love that there was seating on the like floor level. And then there was the bleacher seatings, the halls. I really liked that they were all like Mm -hmm. connected, which is so it's so amazing that they can have all these halls connected and just like a divider in between them. And the music Mm -hmm. from one hall doesn't affect the music in another hall. I think that was really cool. It was super easy to navigate and the amount of halls that they have, like it was nice to, you know, we went and watched like Youth White and then there was like an hour and then we had to go watch Youth Black and so the halls, I think that was like a great location for them to have the halls. I wish that, you know, the bigger competitions were yeah. like that too. There we go.
0: Good stuff. Yeah, had a good time. I don't know. Let's see. I'm gonna do here we go. I'm not gonna talk too much about Jam Fest. I did have a really good time. <laughs> But I said this about grants. I'm going to do competition reviews. So I mentioned it yesterday on the story. And then two different people DM mm-hmm. me. So two is enough validation that all I needed were two people to say, you should do it. And so two different people were like, yeah, you should do those competition reviews and like give a full review on the competition. So I think I'm going to do it. I think I am. And yeah, let's see. The funny story. We went to the majors, which the majors was great. Shout out to, you know who you are who got us those tickets. You know who you are. So I wanna give you a shout out, but we got tickets from someone and they hooked us up. So anyway, but the person who got us the tickets, <laughs> it's a funny story. <laughs> At least it's funny to me. The person who got us the tickets, there's eight of us for the event, or maybe nine of us for the event, and so we need that many tickets. I said, cool, I'll hook you up. So there's nine of us on the trip. Seven of the tickets were all together like in the bleachers, right? Seven of the tickets were all together in the bleachers. Two of the tickets were section one, row one, row two, right? And so we're like, oh, there's these two seats separate. And I assumed that those tickets were for me and Ashley. Okay, me and Ashley got these separate seats are right up front. But, you know, Ashley and I felt a little uneasy about like, hey, staff, you guys are up there, the bleachers. We're going to go down here in these these front row seats, you know, and just take them because we're the, you know, the, the bosses, right? And so we're trying to decide, we're like, hey, they got these tickets, but one of the two sets of the tickets are up front. And so we're trying to decide. And, you know, no one can decide, like, who's going to go up front. Not because everyone's like, I'm fighting over it. But no kid, like, so should it be you and you? should You you you, and you, whoever. And, you know, me and Josh are the only guys on staff. So I was just like, eventually, you know, we're walking into the competition. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Me and Josh, will go sit up front. All you girls, you guys can watch it together and that way you guys can enjoy the night together. And then me and Josh will go and we'll, we'll sit up front or whatever, just the two of us. Right. And so again, section one row, Section one, row one, seats one and two. <laughs> so we're walking up front and we're looking and we're like, okay, there's a row, this section, like right in the middle, right? Not like directly in the middle, but just off to this, like just left of the stage, right? Just left of the stage, but it's a really, really good view. And so we're like, okay, you know, oh, here are the rows. They're right here. Okay, row, row 10, row nine. Row, okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. And so we get up to the first row and there's these girls sitting there and the two seats are open. Seat one and two are open right and so I go hey is this is this are you in seat three and she goes yes I go awesome these are our seats so me and Josh sit down and we're enjoying the show we're watching everyone we watch over half of the event from these seats right later on a dad comes up to Josh and says hey my daughter's team is coming up do you mind and he's in the front row too do you mind if we switch seats so that I can film my daughter and have a good view of her or whatever. And you know Josh nice guys yeah of course what also seats when your daughter teams come up when your daughter's team comes up. So that dad goes back to a seat and me and Josh are sitting there enjoying the show. Then later on this mom and dad come up, they're looking frantic and they go, Hey, is this section two? <laughs> I go, no, this is section one. She goes, okay. So she leaves. And as she leaves, that dad comes back. The other dad who wanted to film his daughter comes back and go, hey, my daughter's team is up. So then Josh switches seats with the dad. So now it's me and the dad sitting next to each other. Then that mom who I just told this was section one, she comes up. She goes, no, these are my seats. This is section two. <laughs> so it's like oh my bad because you know me and josh didn't check anything we're just like kind of looking over you know, typical guys we just go hey those seats are open one and two let's go sit down. so this mom's like those are our seats so i go oh my bad so i get up immediately i felt so bad because that dad had just switched with josh to film his daughter that mom was like no this is my seat get out of here so then me and josh had to do the walk of shame and we actually found our our actual seats so who had been sitting there for a while. But yeah, that was our little funny story. But the majors was great. A lot of really good cheerleading. Glad we got to see it. And yeah, so yeah, I had a good time at the majors. So I had a good time at Indy. It was good competition. I could see us. What do I think? Do I think we'll go back next year? Uh, I had a couple of people ask me, do oh, you think you'll go back next year? Mm-hmm. I could see us going back in the future. I'm not sure if it's an event. I don't want to sway our parents. I'm not sure if it's an event our parents want to go to consecutive years in a row. I could see us going back because it was a good event. I like the event. I just don't know if we want to make it a mainstay of the American cheer, you know, a staple of our competition schedule but I did like the event I could go back but you know it was cold and we are Californian so I was like man it's cold out here but it was cool well
1: I will tell you I love the cold and I was like living my life like I'm like this is the weather I was born to live in I don't know how I have lived my whole life in California. I hate the heat. If you don't find me like at the lake or in a pool, I will be inside my Mm. house mostly all summer because I despise the heat so much. And... I loved the cold. Like, I didn't wear gloves. I didn't wear a beanie. I just barely wore my jacket. Like, I loved the cold. So it was, like, totally fine with me.
0: Well, you know, I would have been better if we didn't have... Attention, cheer parents! I always say this. If your athlete is going to maximize their potential, it takes more than just two days a week at their cheer practices. So getting extra reps in at home is a great option. At Track, the ultimate destination for top quality cheerleaders, equipment, they understand the importance of safety and skill development. Their wide range of at-home products are designed to help your young athlete perfect their skills and build their confidence. Give your child the gift of practice, progress, and passion with TumbleTrack. Track. Visit their website at tumbletrack.com and explore their fantastic range of products and make your cheerleader's dreams soar. Link in the show notes. You know, I would have been better if we didn't have all the delays we had. I know you made it out okay, but like half of our families didn't make it back, you know. Mm-hmm. And so like just dealing with yeah. those things is you know, do we wanna do do we want to make that a part of our our schedule every year is mm-hmm. dealing with you know snow delays, you know? You know, so yeah. We will see. We had posted uh something on the on the IG. If you don't follow the IG or TikTok, be sure to do that. We have content, new content, different content that you're not gonna get on the podcast, on IG and on TikTok. So follow us there. Let's talk to your podcast. We had a comment. It was one of the memes that we do. And it was Ron Burgundy from Anchorman running through. And it was like, hey, when you only have five, when you don't get all your points from the judges and you only have five minutes to challenge your score. And so a, a mom had left a comment about the score sheet. So do you do you mind reading that comment to us, B?
1: Yeah, of course. So she wants to know what happens if the score sheet is late and they go to contest, but it's past the cutoff.
0: Yeah, so the meme again, the meme was Ron Burgundy. It's, his, it's him running and the joke was, you know, this is what coaches look like when you only have five minutes left to challenge and you realize that, you know, you didn't get all your points. So what happens is you get your score sheets back and once you get your score sheets back, you have 20 minutes to challenge anything that you need to challenge and go, hey, we didn't get all of our points here. We should have gotten our points here. Or they say, hey, you had a tumble touchdown and you go, no, she didn't touch. She might have looked like she touched, but that girl did not touch down and you can go and challenge it and then get your points back. But they only give you 20 minutes. So if you go and it's too late, it's too late. Now, sometimes I've seen some, some are a little bit more in lenient than others about that 20 minutes but you really have to be on it as a coach you know before they used to um I guess they still print score sheets at some competitions but before you'd have to like wait at that table and as soon as it prints there's like a number like a time stamp on there it says that you'll have until you know 2 30 if you're not back here at 2 30 or you don't challenge by two you're not getting it in and uh so yeah if you don't get it you out of luck You know, you can beg and plead. And some people are more lenient about the 20 minutes than others. But, you know, it's harder at some of these bigger competitions because they're trying to get things going. And, you know, I understand, especially when it's a mistake. Like sometimes you're trying to challenge something and you're like, man, you're not going to win this. But sometimes it's like, no, no, no. This is clearly wrong. Especially when the judges just made a mistake. But, you know, I know that they can't just hold the competition up forever. I, one time we competed at NCA. Awards are supposed to be, let's say, 7 o'clock. Awards are supposed to be at 7 o'clock. You know, it's 7 o'clock. You know, It's 6.50, they haven't called us on stage yet. 7 o'clock, awards haven't started yet. 7.15, 7.30. We're like, what is going on? We are competing against the team. And then we see the coaches from the team we were competing against walk over. And as soon as we saw them walk, because we were in one hall, and as soon as we saw their coaches enter the building, we saw them grab their team and talk to them about something, right? And as soon as that happened, they're like, all right, guys, we're going to get our awards started. And I could just tell by the context, just everything me putting together, they were back there challenging something. And it, I guess it took an hour for them to... <laughs> to hash it out. But um, yeah, but it holds up. It holds up the competition. So as much as like, you know, sometimes the judges flat out just get it wrong and you have to go challenge it. But yeah, they have to put a a timestamp on it because if they... They don't, we're going to be sitting there all day with people challenging stuff. But Jams actually lets you challenge up until like forever. They let you challenge all day long. They say they say the, the scores are not final until day two, which is cool. They let you, you know, they'll argue with you. I would say argue. They will have a conversation and walk you through your routine up until the next day. So you, you think you're in one place going into day two, but it's not official until the next day, the next morning, because they'll sit there all night and do that. Funny story, I've never told the story on the pod, so it's a good one. About challenging, we had, I cannot remember, Remember her name, but she coached at PCM and she coached the special abilities team. And you know, she's not really a cheer girl. She's more of a special abilities girl, right? But she's coaching the cheer team. It's called Invincible. She's coaching Invincible. And she was part of one of our other locations. Uh, they were at our Irvine location. And but you know, we're all there and doesn't get all of her points back. And she's looking over her score sheets and she's like, you know, I didn't get the, this just doesn't look right. And I look at it and I'm like, yeah, you should have gotten points for, I was like, did you do this? She's like, yeah, I did that. I was like, what did you do this? She's like, yeah, I did that. And I was like, well, you should have gotten your points, at least, you know, to my understanding, you should have gotten points for this and this and this. And she goes, well, what do I do? i like, well, you got to go challenge it. And again, she was not a cheer coach right? She's coaching cheerleading, but she's not a cheer coach. She's a, you know, a a special abilities teacher who's, who's coaching kind of like her students at, through the gym, you know, through PCM. I'm like, well, you have to challenge this and, and do that and go to AccuScore. And I look at the time. She's like 30 minutes over. Like she's way too late. (laughs) I'm like, well, your time slot was like 30 minutes ago. And she's like, Jason, can we please try? I'm like, we can try, but I mean, you're 30 minutes over. And she's like, let's go, please. And she doesn't know how to challenge him' No, I fill out the form or anything. So we go running. And she's like, come on. I can just see the passion in her eyes for like her kids and her team. And I'm like, all right. So we start sprinting and, and she's running as fast as she could. I'll say she wasn't the most athletic person, right? And so she's sprinting as fast as she could. And we're trying to make it the AccuScore at Spirit Sports. And we go, and, you know, all the paperwork you have to fill out is completely foreign to her. And so I'm trying to show her how to fill it out. I'm like, okay, you should have to put this here and you put this here and write down this and and do this. And I'm I'm clenching, you know, I'm holding my breath. I'm just waiting for them to say, yeah, you're too late. You're out of your time frame. But she goes, she turns it in. They didn't say anything. I'm like, all right, well, I guess we'll see. The, they eventually call her back. And uh, the the guy working at you score, he looked at it. I remember he usually they'll call you back. Uh, oh, if they approve it, they'll just approve it and just go, yeah, here you go, But If if it's not approved, they'll like take you behind the screen and go, yeah, this is why we're not giving you credit for this. And this is why I'm going to kind of walk you through. And he like took the paper and he just like looked at her like, hey, everything's going to be okay. And he hands her back the score sheet or whatever. I remember they end up winning and that coach, they got their points back. They end up winning the competition. And that coach was eternally grateful for me. Every time she saw me, she gave me the biggest hug and was always like, Jason, you remember that time we went to Spirit Sports, you had to fight for those scores for me? And I was like, yeah, I remember. every time she always gave me the biggest hug. Yeah, shout out. I think her name was Nicole, but shout out to Coach of Invincible because, yeah. So guys, real quick, quick plug. Guys, if you don't want that to happen to you, if you want to know your points and your scores, get the cheat sheet, guys. Get the cheat sheet. A link in the description. I'm telling you, right now, we had to use it again this weekend. They told us we didn't get our points. And I was like, man, we didn't get our points for X, Y, and Z. We pull up the cheat sheet. We know exactly how many kids are in the section. We we know what section it counts for, what it doesn't count for. We're able to write it down. I'm telling you, the cheat sheet is a game changer. So it's free, completely free. And also... On that same website, you can get some, you can actually purchase some real stuff. Cleaning your routine. You can purchase a video review. It's that time. It's it's national season party, people. So get your video reviews. Let's make it happen. Yeah. All right. Link in the show notes. B, we got our uh, wisdom walk from parents and coaches who've been there and done that. This one is from a coach, but before we get into that, B, talk to us. We got SS Designs. I actually met her in... Did you end up meeting
1: her? No, and I'm so sad. I heard you um, on the Instagram yesterday that you met her, and I'm like, hmm. I didn't meet her. But yeah, SS Designs, like, let's be real people. We all know how expensive cheer gear is and cheer swag. And I pulled up her page and I was blown away at the prices. I messaged her. She got responded like so fast. Actually, I'm going to have some. Before she
0: knew that you were here. Yeah. Before she knew you were part of the Let's Talk Cheer family. Yeah. Like she just thought you are a regular customer. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Responded super fast. You know, I asked her, I'm like, hey, can you make me some podcast sweaters for... Or, you know, me, you and Claire, she had a design made within like three or four hours, sent it to me and was like, hey, like totally like great customer service responded really quickly. You would be not smart if you didn't check out her page because there's a lot of great, cute things on there. And I'm sure she can do custom things. It's easy just to send her a DM and ask her, you know.
0: Yeah, there we go. It was cool. We were in the, uh, op- the open warm-up room at Jamfest. And I knew her daughter was on Lady Lux. And so I see Lady Lux walking through. I'm like, oh, that's Lady Lux. And I wanted to just yell out like, hey, whose <laughs> mom is Margaret? <laughs> which, which one of you kids has a mom named Margaret? You know, I'm looking. And then this lady's like, Jason? And I'm like, hey. And she's like, I'm Margaret. And I was like, oh, there's also awesome. we got we to chat and talk or whatever. Um, but yeah, they have great design. I just love, I just, honestly, mm-hmm. I can't say this enough. I love their designs. You know, they do take custom orders. Like you said, great price point. So check them out. Link in the show notes. Go to their IG. Go to their website. Make a purchase. Get you some cool cheer mom swag. Cheer coach swag. Cheer some swag for your cheerleader. Birthday's coming up. Anyway, wisdom walk. What do we got? What's this coach say we should do?
1: We have this from Lauren. So she says, never think you know it all and always be open to learning more. Once you decide you're all the wiser, you stop benefiting your team. There are always things to learn, whether it's a new skill or a new way to teach a skill. Boom.
0: Yeah, that is so true. Shout out to Lauren for such a great quote because there is always something to learn. And again, like she said, a new technique to be implementing with your athletes. And it's crazy just how it just keeps evolving. And there's things, you know, When I first started coaching, there's things I go, okay, we're going to do it like this. We're going to do it like this. We're going to do things like this. And it's crazy how every year I come back with a new way of teaching something or a new thing that I look for that someone else has taught me. And I go, oh, man, I've never seen that before. And now I can't unsee it, you know? And so like a new way or a new way of communicating to the athletes or a new way of running your practices or a new way of scheduling your season or a new way of motivating or just a new way of just structure and just or a new technique, like all those things. It's truly infinite, right? And sometimes I get in these, I don't want to say a rut, but sometimes I just get in a place where I'm feeling comfortable, you know, and I won't pick up a new book or I won't listen to like a new podcast or whatever the case may be. And I'll just be kind of coasting. Right. And then, you know, kind of internally, I'm thinking like, what else could I learn? Like, I know it all. Right. I know everything already. And then I'll pick up a new book and realize, man, I don't know anything like I don't know anything. I've been doing it wrong this entire time. Right. Uh, Coach Wooden has a quote that says something like it's what you learn after you know it all that counts. Right. And it all gets that point where we feel like we know it all. Like, oh, I've, I've, I have I've, know it all now. And it's what you learn after that, that like really, because once you, and what's great, there's another quote that I really like, the more you learn, the more you figure out, you don't know anything at all. And so, yeah, you've got to keep, I cannot stress that enough. Keep learning, keep growing, keep investing in yourself, books, audiobooks podcasts, coaches, pages, coaches, groups, whatever the case may be, you know, conferences, all those things, you know. Keep investing in yourself. That's yeah, a really good, good quote. Shout out to, to Lauren who brought us the uh, wisdom walk. All right. I guess we should get to our first official break. Mm-hmm. OB, you got anything you want to add on to that? Any questions you think parents have at home?
1: No. I think that that quote stands for itself in general, that we as humans and you guys as coaches and us as parents, like, and in general in life, like, you always have to continue to learn. Like, you don't know everything. Like, even if you are like a master in your profession, whatever it may be, there's still always going to be somebody that knows more than you and more things to learn. So I think it's really self-explanatory you know
0: there we go. All right. Well, we're going to get to a break. And when we come back, we've got the quotes of the week. Ice Comp season is here and champions are being crowned every weekend. Commemorate your victory with a championship ring from Evolve. Have you ever seen those designs by San Juan, those championship rings on Instagram? Well, Evolve is the company that brings those designs to life. So if you're looking for a championship ring with a championship ring design, champions don't settle, champions evolve. Evolve where champions forge their legacy. Visit Evolve or follow them on Instagram at EvolveChampRings. Link in the show notes. Killed it. Let's go. And we are back. Guys, we're getting into the quote of the week. Actually, we like this quote of the week. It came from a book called The war of art so not to be confused with the art of war the war of art and just how to it's really good josh uh coach josh from our staff gave it to me last year sometime i really enjoyed it and so this quote hit me the other day and i just wanted to to bust it out uh, because i really like this quote but it, it goes the professional cannot allow the actions of others to define reality Tomorrow morning, the critic will be gone, but the writer will still be facing the blank page. Woo! Absolutely love that quote. I got to say it again. I got to read it again the professional cannot allow the actions of others to define reality. You do not define reality for me. I define reality for me. Tomorrow morning, the critic, right? That hater you have in your life. Tomorrow morning, that hater that you had who like, you know, shot down your idea or who said you should stop doing this or why are you doing this? Blah, blah. blah. That person is going to be gone. That person who stopped you from pursuing your dream is going to be gone. But you know what's what will still be there that blank page, you will still be facing a blank page. And so this author, uh, he kind of wrote it for other authors and other like artists, right? And he, he was really speaking, he writes books and he writes movies. And so he's talking about, even before I decided that I wanted to write a book, Josh got this for it. Because it's about like just silencing your critics. Not really about silencing your critics, but about like not being distracted and being focused on like the task at hand, right? And so he comes from it from a author's perspective as far as like, you know, you have if you're going to be a great writer, you have to write every single day and you can't like not write. You have to get up and you have to write and that's how you're going to sharpen your craft. And right here, he's saying like, you know, other people are going to judge you and say this and say, hey, this movie was no good. He's talking about how he had a movie that like absolutely bombed or how, you know, his book wouldn't sell and all these things. And, you know, you're going to have people who critique you, but those people are going to go away. And tomorrow you're still going to have a blank page. And so regardless of what they say, you need to get up and you need to write. And so I just all always probably like one of my favorite quotes from the book. Uh, he talks about resistance a lot too, but this, I just absolutely love this quote. It's like, you know, the haters are going to be there, you know, but why let them stop you from being the person that you want to be, you know, they're going to be there, but eventually they're going to fade away. And what is going to be left? A blank page, right? That blank canvas that you still haven't attempted to write on or that gym that you still haven't decided to open or that business you still haven't decided to start. That thing is still, you know, that vacant lot, right? There's a building on 7th Avenue that's been for sale that would be perfect for nails be. Maybe. Maybe talking to you that you should be, you should be opening up your own nail salon and you're letting the haters stop you be. So, don't let that happen. You guys, we got to pursue our dreams and not let the the actions of others to define our reality. Shout out to Nikki, Ray, Little Alcazar, owner at South Coast. She um she had a quote one time. I actually think I said this last week on the pod, or maybe a couple weeks ago. But I saw it. she tweeted this years ago. It's and it was um. But I've always really liked it, and it says it said something like, "When people talk bad about you, you don't have to believe them." I've always loved that quote. Yeah, I saw her tweet that years ago. She might not even remember she tweeted it. Maybe she does. But yeah, man, like don't you know we all got haters, you know? So mm-hmm. you know, do you stay focused, beat it, speak to you
1: a little bit yes you know every day is a new day so it's makes sense to you know you start over every day with the fresh slate and whether it's you don't think it's a fresh slate or it's not you know something's following you you can still change the outcome of it and you know the hater thing i feel like everybody's always going to have haters so and i feel like if we could teach these young kids not to listen to their haters things would be so much better but yeah definitely just keep on going and keep being who you are
0: Yeah, and I heard this quote. I've actually heard this a couple of times within the last couple of weeks. Gilbert Arenas said this. He played uh, basketball in the NBA and Michael Jordan said it. Two different things. But Gilbert Arenas said something like, you know, you shoot 20 shots in the game. How often did you... He was talking to another basketball player. How often did you make, or sorry, miss every single one of them. He's like, never. How often did you make every single one of them? He's like, well, that didn't happen either. He's like, yeah. And he's like, it's very rare that you miss every single shot or hit every single shot. He said, you usually go, you know, you're somewhere in the middle, right? Here, here, here to here. He said, and then Michael Jordan's quote comes in and he says, when you shoot the ball, there's only two results that can happen. You're going to make it and actually Kobe, this is crazy, all this basketball yeah. stuff in my in my brain right now. But Michael 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 Jordan said, there's only two results that can happen when you shoot the ball. You're either going to make it or you're going to miss it. That's it. You know? And if you miss it, it is what it is. Like you get up, you work harder the next day. And if you, so that when you get in that position again, you can be stronger, but stop dwelling on the results. Only two things can happen. What you can control is like the time you have at practice. And then Kobe was talking about how he just like never let that affect him. He knew that he was putting in the work and the only way to kind of reach to your peak level was to have attempts out there. If you don't have attempts at the rim, then you're not going to be able to be the person that you want to be. So we got to stop holding back. We got to take our shots, mm-hmm. make it happen, party people. But yeah, good book. The War of Art, really good book. Speaking of books, our friends at NextGen, specifically Danielle Johnston, has come out with a book for all you cheer gym owners. So guys, we already talked about this earlier in the pod. Keep investing in yourself. Don't think you already know it all. So again, Daniel Johnston has the book, The Cheer Gym Owner's Handbook, Your Guide to Running a Successful All-Star Gym. If you're running a gym, you need to get your hands on the book. Link in the show notes and um, copy the book. I got the link down there. So go get the book and turn your dreams into realities or turn, you know, whatever you're, if you're turning your everyday struggle into your passion again. Right. So, uh, through what do we do cheer a to Z guys, for those of you guys who are new, haven't been here in a while, cheer a to Z is where I go through the alphabet and give you a new piece of coaching advice. And sometimes it can be used as parent advice today could be used as parent advice, a new piece of coaching advice for every letter of the alphabet. It is kind of sporadic because we kind of do it, you know, every so often. Often we don't do it every single episode. But yeah, we're already on the letter T. I don't think I've actually done all of them. Uh, I probably skipped some here and there. But we are on the letter T. So yeah, here we go. Cheer e to Z. T, treat everyone fairly, but not equally. So this is one of my favorite, this is a coach wooden thing. And so I'm gonna tell y'all a story. Uh, One of my first years of cheer or a coaching cheer, I'm still at PCM and you know, I'm my coaching style, right? I'm coaching, whatever. And I remember had this parent meeting and it's dad, you know, dad is pissed at me because of whatever. And he's laying into me during this parent meeting. He's, He's just letting me have it, right? And we're going through and I remember he said something like, what did he say? Something like, yeah, I see the way you treat all the girls differently out there. Like you come down really hard on my daughter, but this kid, you coddle and blah, blah. Right. And I was like, no, he's right. I am a lot harder on his daughter than I am on that kid. And he didn't mention the other kid, but I knew that there was a kid I was always softer on than, than his daughter. And so I'm like, no, yeah, he's, he's right. I do. I definitely treat that kid differently than that kid. And I was like, man, like, but I didn't think it was wrong. And I always like kind of wrestled with like why I did not think it was wrong for me to treat this kid this way and this kid this way. I'm like, man, I don't know. Anyway, while investing in myself, uh, I used to have a long car ride to California Baptist University. I don't want to say long, but you know, 35, 45 minutes or so. So, you know, I do my audio books and I'm listening to a Coach Wooden book and one of them, he comes across and he says, treat everyone fairly, but not equally. And he goes into this whole thing about why, why you should do that. And it hit me. Oh, and he goes, you know, all these kids are different. They all have different temperaments. They all have different backgrounds. They all have different, you know, everything. He's Everything about their life is different. And so you should treat these kids all differently. And I think I've said this on a um, on an episode before, but someone had like, tried to question his integrity. Like, hey, do you have, hey, Coach Wooden seems like you have a double standard on this team. And he's like, I don't have a double standard. I have 11 different standards. And I treat all these athletes the way each, you know, each athlete is held to the standard that they're able to reach, right? And so, you know, some kids, and this is what I've learned over the years, is some kids only are listening when you're yelling and screaming at them. I honestly don't want to yell and scream at practice. I just want to say, hey, kid, move over to your formation. Hey, get a better grip. Hey, kid, the count's on three. That's all I want to say. Oh, good job, right? That's that's all. I just want to tell the kids what to do. I want to have them listen. Some kids only listen when you're yelling and screaming for some reason, right? They think they go, oh, that's like, oh, coach is serious, right? Oh, I guess coach means business. I guess they really want me to do this. Every other time they just think it's a suggestion. Some kids um, right away will fix whatever correction. So you don't have to yell and scream at those kids, right? There's other kids who are super sensitive. And if you raise your voice at all, they bust out into tears, you know, and those kids... I have to call those kids over. Hey, Susie, come over here. I have to get down on one knee. I have to put my hand around their shoulder. and go, hey, Susie, you're doing a great job out there. You're absolutely killing it. Only thing that's going to make this thing better is if you just point that toe. If you just point that toe for me, that'd be fantastic. And the, and the kids trying to wipe tears away from their eyes, even on that conversation, like, okay, coach, i be really trying. I know, kid, you're killing it out there. Just go get them right and so you have to treat and then all the circumstances are different and you know and this happens a lot and it happens a lot you know a lot of kids this is also what happens with kids is especially when they get in trouble they start to measure their one instance against someone else's one instance and go why did when i got caught talking i had to run 20 laps and when she got caught talking You just told her to stop talking, right? Why did I have this big punishment? She got a little punishment, right? And so on the surface, right? It looks like, oh man, they're being mistreated. Those kids got treated differently. But the reality is a lot of times, and coaches probably don't realize they're doing this, so I'm going to help coaches out so they know that this is what they're doing, is that coaches a lot of times, and you as parents, aren't judging the kid based on that one instance. Or a lot of times when you get mad at someone, it's not because of that one singular event. It's because you're mad about a... pattern of events that have happened that kid came in late that day that kid wasn't wearing the right you know practice wear that kid you know did whatever and then they got caught talking and then you said 20 laps and it's really because they have a pattern or a history of, of whatever this kid actually is always doing things correctly and they got caught talking. Right. And so you didn't give them as big of a punishment as, as you gave that kid is because you are measuring their overall kind of their old patterns of work and trying to deal fairly with them. But I think a lot of times coaches don't actually realize they're doing that. And so when they get, when they get called out and they go, why'd you do this? They're like, yeah, I don't really know <laughs> why. I just know that I was really angry at this kid. It wasn't as angry when that kid did it. So yeah, treat everyone fairly, but it does not mean you have to treat everyone exactly the same. All these kids are different. And you know, I said this, I used to say this a lot at my meetings, you know, my parent meetings back in the day. I would coach CBU in the afternoon and I would drive to PCM and coach American, right? And so I'd have coach, I'm coaching grown women, right? 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, you know? 25-year-olds uh, a couple times, right? But I'm coaching grown adults at CBU. And I did not coach those adults the same way when I went and coached my all-star team that had 10-year-olds on it, right? You know, you have to communicate to 10-year-olds a lot differently than you communicate to, you know, 20-year-olds. And, and all those kids have, again, different backgrounds and different temperaments and all those things are different. So, you have to take the time to learn about the individual athletes, what makes them tick and, you know, kind of take it from there. Anyway, B, what you got for us?
1: I agree with that. At first, I was a little confused with that scenario, that quote, until you like broke it down, you know, and you explain like the pattern of, you know, this kid got in more trouble because of that kid. And I will say I have been through it before with one of my children. She's gotten in trouble before at the gym. And, you know, that was a conversation that, you know, I had emailed you and me and you had that conversation and you broke it down for me and you explained to me, you know, why she got in trouble for what she did. And it made a lot of sense. And I don't think we see it as parents, I don't think we we always think like, oh, you're yelling at my kid or, oh, you made my kid run. Like, you know, my kid's the one that's always getting in trouble. But also as parents, we can't be naive. My girls are 13 years old and they're in the, you know, preteen stages of talking back and having attitudes and, you know, their hormones are all over the place. And we cannot be naive as parents and think that our athletes are just little angels and can never do no wrong because I know that mine are not (laughs) innocent at all and I mean as much as I would like to think that they are you know but there's a I think feel like there's a lot of different scenarios that play into it we're not as parents we're not there most of the time during practices so we don't see all the things that go on so I like that quote I was confused like I said until you explained it and it makes sense now definitely treat everybody fairly everybody deserves to be treated fairly but not everybody deserves to be treated the same way because of the scenarios that have happened Mm -hmm. so that's all. All for me
0: there we go there's another quote I really like which kind of ties into that but it says uh, I read it I can't remember what book it was in might have been the talent code by Daniel Coyle another really good book for coaches but he had said something like some kids life or might have been coach Wooden I can't remember though he said but some kids life is nothing but whipped cream and so those kids you gotta mix a little mud in there and some kids life is all mud and so you gotta mix a little whipped cream in there and so I've always really liked that quote you know some kids you know there's nothing tough about about their life and nothing tough about their life so they expect everything to come easy to them and so you have to be tougher on those athletes sometimes at practice and really get them to like be just tougher kids and some kids their life is just nothing but mud right their life is just all rough right and those kids <laughs> hey that kid needs a hug today right like hey kid everything's gonna be not that you're soft on those kids but just like those kids just need a hug and so i've always really liked that quote as well and kind of that philosophy uh, when it comes to practices
1: I will say on that quote, Jason, I have twins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see that with them. Like, one kid's tougher than the other. And you would think, everybody always thinks, like, oh, they're twins. They're identical. No, ab- absolutely not. Like, things are not the same, they're mm-hmm. totally opposite. And so, with them, one kid is tougher and one is not as tough. So I have to, when I say things to them, I have to say it differently. I can, you know, come down really hard on Rylan and mm-hmm. yell at her when she's got bad grades or not cleaning a room or did something wrong. I can yell at her, but I can't do that with Kinsley mm-hmm. or, or vice versa, you know, like, so I can totally relate to that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I was going to say, Rylan's definitely the tougher kid. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> just brutal just like yo let's go coach She's just steal steal trap like yo nothing phases me yeah (laughs) for sure yeah kinsley i don't think you're weak i just know that riley is just tough as nails Mm -hmm. kinsley you're the best (laughs) (laughs) ken you're the best ever there we go all right we'll wrap it up with that so uh yeah guys it's been real it's been fun and it has been real fun five six seven eight We're We're out. out. What up, party people? This is Jason Larkins, host of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. And I've teamed up with Kristen Wheeler of the Cheer Mom podcast and Dan Cotton of the Cheer Biz podcast.
1: That's right. Hey, everybody, Kristen here. We know that you love cheer. So why not dive into more perspectives? Tune into my podcast, the Cheer Mom podcast, for cheer issues spoken from the parent's perspective. Then head over to Dan's podcast, the Cheer Biz podcast, to learn from a gym owner on how to run a successful cheer business and of course don't miss the let's talk cheer podcast featuring jason larkins the one that we all know and love where they talk about cheer from a coach's perspective
0: which means whether you're a coach a cheer parent or a gym owner we've got you covered find all three podcasts on apple podcasts and spotify and stay tuned for new episodes each week